So I asked Mustafa this morning, uh, just a little while ago, I said, please ask me a question for the Juma, because I, I, I don't have clear what um, I should address today. And so he sent me a poem um, <clears throat> of Rabia Duwiya, may Allah be pleased with her, uh, which I will read to you. And then he uh, asked his question. So this is the poem. And, um, O oh, children of nothing, truth cannot come in through your eyes, nor can speech go out through your mouth to find him. Hearing leads the speaker down the road to anxiety. And if you follow your hands and feet, you will arrive at confusion. The real work is in the heart. Wake up your heart. Because when the heart is completely awake, then it needs no friend, says Rabia, no friend. But uh, I read it as then it needs a friend. Because that's what I feel when one truly wakes up uh, to the truth in one's heart, then yes, you, you need the friend to share it with and um, to live it fully. Oh, children of nothing, <laughs> children of nothing. So that maybe refers to the phrase, uh, God is and there is nothing with him. So we are that nothing, but nothing is great. <laughs> out of that nothing is great um so what she's saying is that a truth it cannot come really through the senses not that the senses are not perceiving truth because we're always looking at art we're always looking at god we are tasting god hearing god but we don't know it so how do we come to know that all of our life experience is the experience of Allah, uh, and that's the heart. So the heart is the place of realization, of self-realization. The heart is the place of, of union uh, with, with the one, and where the one uh, abides, who does not fit into all the worlds. And so what that means also, I do not fit into all the universes, meaning that pursuing aspects of knowledge will not find me. It will not find me that way. Uh, no matter what kind of science we follow, no matter how enlightened we feel science is becoming, <clears throat> but this, we won't find God. We will find all the proof of God. We will see God's face, but we won't know. We won't have that experience of unity. So that's only in the heart. And that where it always abides, but once we have it, and then our whole life, inward, outward, all becomes part of that celebration. So um, then let me read you Mustafa's question. This poem seems relevant to our modern ways of being 
and at our sometimes complacent attitude toward truth and the work we are here to do. So in other words, that we become very distracted and in, in, in our society and all society, you could say this is part of the human dilemma is that the richness of revelation is so intense. In fact, some mystics say that the reason you can't see God is because God is so present. It's almost too, too present to be able to see or to understand that what you are seeing is, is that. So, um, but distraction is one of our problems uh, today. So, um, particularly maybe even more so in societies of plenty where we can indulge our distractions even more so, where um, there's so many opportunities for going out through the senses that Rabia pointed to, Hazreti Rabia, Adewiya. Um, we go out with our eyes, we go out with our hearing, we have all of the great music, whatever we want at our fin fingertips. But what is all this um, super abundance of opportunities or uh, knowledge or experiences if it's not an affirmation of the one and if it's not experienced together uh, with the one or as coming from the one, then uh, it will just pass away, you know, and, and, and fall away. It will go like the breeze coming and then going. So uh, the sense of sacred, which is how we approach things. So this is often missing. I mean, I would say endemically missing in our time because there's so much available and we can almost get anything we want, let's say within measure, of course, but compared to <clears throat> people of the past. But what's missing then is the sacred element. Allah is missing. We, our approach, our, our permission, divine permission uh, is missing. Uh, are we aware or do we give thanks is, is another aspect of that, or are we just, you know, um, absorbing, consuming, and absorbing maybe not even, but consuming all of this. And it becomes then, yes, like a drug. It becomes like a drug of distraction. So the society that is built, and I mean society, I don't mean necessarily big society. I mean, even if it's a community, let's say, or a few, or one can be one person. Uh, that is formed around the sacred consciousness is entirely different, um, entirely different. That's one of the examples that we bring into our lives before meal. We say, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, before consuming the food. And, and, you know, that reminds us that the food is a, is a gift and that this is a holy act. Of, of, of eating and um, that, that the food is holy, the one who gives it is holy, the companions who share it are holy. Uh, and then we are always with heart open. 
So that opens our heart. Immediately we are in the sacred presence when Moses, alayhi salam, went up the mountain and, and Allah uh, addressed him, said, uh, Moses, uh, remove your shoes. You are in the sacred valley of Tuwa. So meaning you are entering in, in sacred uh, domain. Um, remove your shoes, remove the what is customary for you, Re remove um, or objects uh, that could separate us, put your feet completely in touch with the earth. This is a, a holy earth. Um, so this is what I think we need to keep our hearts open. We need to develop uh, a, a consciousness of the sacred. And um, and that means maybe slowing down if we can. But as we know, industrial society has us uh, running, has people running and going faster and faster and uh, inventing uh, faster and faster means of, of transport. And, um, you know, on one hand, it's wonderful. It shows the, the brilliance of, of the human uh, potential mind and all of that. And on the other, uh, when you look at its benefit, we begin to question. You can see that it's not always so beneficial to have all this advanced technology. And then we could say, well, maybe it's the way it's used. Yes, very much. You get in your car, you go see your mother. Alhamdulillah. It is very much in the way it's used. Uh, so if we use things, even our modern instruments in a sacred way so let's before we open and i'm saying this to myself because i was not necessarily brought up in that way uh you know i we went to church and so that was a time of maybe a little more dwelling closer to that sense um but otherwise i i had the same you know, kind of cultural, spiritual education that most of us have had. And that is uh, really being unaware, unaware and heedless. So to open our hearts, to answer Mustafa's question, uh, the hand-taking has opened our heart. And, and how do we maintain that then? Uh, so we maintain that through the the means given to us in the in the tariqah, through prayer, through the salat, uh, through the zikrullah, very much through getting together, through our sacred community. That is one of the great ways of keeping our heart open, because as we see the heart reflected in another, it calls our heart out. And so um, it's like a the water circulating you know if you leave water still and sometimes if we just sit with ourselves unless we're a really advanced practitioner uh the water can go stagnant but uh when we're with others uh it creates a, a dynamic and a flow and and a life-giving um energy so sacred community uh i would place you know very 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 high and if we think of the communities the early communities 
um, of the prophets, of the mothers that formed, or of the friends of Allah. There was a usually community around them, maybe except for the desert mothers and fathers, but even there they had each other. They knew of each other's presence uh, in those desert communities. And so that was a community, almost like the way we are on, on, <clears throat> on Zoom. We're not physically in touch, but we're spiritually very much uh, together and, and exchanging. And actually, I feel it's helping us to maintain that awareness of each other in a, in a more um, continuous way, uh, even when we're not physically together. So how do the sacred to feel our lives as sacred? Allah has said, as I mentioned in the very beginning that um, the phrase Allah has created them to bestow mercy upon them. It, it comes from a Quranic phrase and it was said by Ibn Abbas. <coughs> um, let's see if I, if I find it. Um, no, I, I don't necessarily, but you know, that's, um, that's basically the gist of it. Yes, the gist of it is that we are created for mercy. I mean, if we hold this in mind, our hearts, I think, will be open all the time. But our, our physiological organism, and also as it's in touch with the physiology of Earth, of society, of news, uh, events, you know, will we we do we 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 go through we suffer and i say suffer because it is a burden you know we suffer the um, setbacks of 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 life and sometimes we wake up we don't feel well or um we hear news of you know a flood somewhere people dying of children getting lost uh, um, of people acting out of bounds. And, and that's um, a heaviness. So that's a heaviness. So, but we still turn to Allah. It doesn't take the sacredness of our life away. And, um, and in those moments, we, we turn and we shelter with Allah. We prostrate. And sometimes it's even good to literally prostrate. Um, you know, if we feel a heaviness in ourself or a, a deep sadness or, a, or there's something frightening. In fact, it's a sunnah, you know, to go and you make either two rakats or even just one prostration on the earth, you know, asking, turning to Allah and, and connecting in that profound way. So, um, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Inshallah, uh, may we be more and more steeped in the consciousness of, of, of the sacred. So let's let's have our our pause.
Allah is the beautiful and Allah loves beauty. I, I, we spoke about that some jumas ago. And um, beauty is another way because the sacred is beautiful. It can be awesome. It's an awesome beauty. It is never not beautiful. Allah is always beautiful no matter in what form um, Allah appears. So uh, this is another way uh, to keep our heart alive, you know, um, is to to make our life beautiful, to and but be conscious of it as a divine adornment. Uh, and of course, there are levels of beauty. So make our heart beautiful by being kind, or by stepping beyond um, our comfort zone to uh, to make something easy or better for someone else or to offer someone something and to do it in 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 that awareness of the unity of being of, of that that other is the i is i um that we are not separate so um community beauty singing coming together to sing alahis what a way uh, is that coming together to offer zikrullah to praise Allah, coming together to prepare a meal together, uh, and with the awareness that this is these are God's gifts to us, and uh, to celebrate, to be grateful, uh, gratitude. Uh, remember me, and you will find me remembering you. Be grateful to me, and and do not deny the truth. So the truth is that everything is from Allah. And the truth is that our hearts are really grateful all the time. So to, to, to bring ourselves, again, our physiology is, is, can be heavy on us. Our bodies can be heavy on us. Um, but we are not limited by our bodies so that we, can, we have the, the power to go into the heart and, and be beyond uh, pain and suffering and um, uh, discomfort. It's not easy, but um, it's the same thing as doing the two rekats or prostrating on the earth. Inwardly, we can prostrate. We can prostrate to Allah and um, be in that state of nearness in the heart is where we experience nearness to Allah and in nearness to Allah is all blessing all blessing is there so intimacy cultivating intimacy and this also has to do with the sacred um, how do we cultivate intimacy by becoming tender and uh, gentle uh, walking gently on the earth, speaking softly. These are things that are Quranically recommended. It said, do not raise your voice above the voice of Rasulullah. 
peace be upon him. So what does that mean? It were not there in the community. At the it was also addressed to members of the community who would come and shout. I guess it was very enthusiastically, and I know I've certainly done that with Effendi. You know, we got to shout to get attention. Uh, but then Allah corrected them and said, "No, don't raise your voice." Or in in a in a dialogue or in a a, a communal gathering where where Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was speaking, you know, and then people had a better idea or something. All these human reactions. Um, so if we become soft, if we become tender, becoming receptive is a wonderful way of keeping the heart open. Um, receiving, knowing, and, and experiencing that we are always receiving. And even if we are speaking, or even if we are giving, it's coming from the deeper place of receiving. So we are receiving inspiration, and then we uh, manifest it, express it uh, in some ways. So the, the intimacy with Allah and feeling uh, that's very heart opening, feeling that we can always be intimate with Allah. Uh, when we, um, in a sense, you know, forget ourselves and, and remember Allah. We're children of nothing. But there is a beauty that flows with us. There is a beauty in our life stream. There is a mercy in our life stream that, um, yes, it merges with Allah, but it also has its own consciousness, you know, most of the time, of course, there are different states, and there's fana and then bakabila. But for us, for where we are, cultivate intimacy, um, cultivate gentleness, cultivate kindness, cultivate um, courage also. Courage, but that's a, another, maybe, inshallah, next Friday, we'll look at courage. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Be aware that we are always in the sacred, we are always in the sacred valley of Tuwa. And so let's remove our shoes, remove impediments or uh, things that are we use as tools, but that are not needed in that intimacy with, with Allah. What is needed? What do you need? That's a good question for us to sit with. You know, what do I need when I am in, 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 Munajat, when I am in, in dialogue with Allah, when I am intimate with Allah, what, what do I need? Alhamdulillah. So we began with a question and we end with a question. Alhamdulillah. To the secret hearts of our peers, a Fatiha. Allahumma saniyana Sayyidina Muhammad wa lani Sayyidina Muhammad wa sabbi wa salam bismillahirrahmanirrahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, Maliki Yawmidin, Iyaka Nabudu, Iyaka Nasta'in, Ihdina Surata Mustaqim, Surata Nadina Anamta Anayhim, Gairam Maghdubi Anayhim, Waladonin, Ameen, Ameen, Ameen. And I would like to say that, yes, the, I think, is this the Native American month? Is the, but 
indigenous peoples, let's say, and that's why Noor spoke of indigenous mind. It wasn't just limited uh, to people in that cultural form, but mostly they had the sense of life as sacred, of the earth as sacred, mother earth as sacred. We need to go back to that. That is something we need to go back into is the sacred relation with mother earth. I mean, and Mother Earth, of course, is also the sky and the stars, the, the planets, the galaxies, the, all that were, is being unveiled to us. But um, that's all, in a sense, Mother, Matrix, Nature, our, um, the mother of our bodies and, and um, personas. Alhamdulillah. Ooh. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Allah, make us among the grateful, please. May we be always aware uh, that you have created us for your mercy. May we keep uh, uh, open only by your divine grace alone. Uh, ya Fatah, O opener of our hearts, O rejoicer of our hearts. And uh, may we always be open to, to receiving and to perceiving your mercy, O Allah, and to uh, sharing your mercy, to, to embodying and manifesting your mercy, O Allah. And make us utmost grateful for love, the love you have bestowed upon us, alhamdulillah, in pre-eternity, Allah, the spark of, of halaj flew into our being, and we became lovers, O Allah. How great, how great is that, how great. Thank you, Allah. We can never thank you enough. And may we um, keep that flame of love, that fire of love, that bonfire of love um, always um, alive and, and, and move, moving and, uh, and, and burning in the most beautiful way. May our community be this this bonfire, oh Allah. May our community be the, the heart, the place for for people to come who are walking through the desert of, of this world and have have no direction, have no home, oh Allah. Um, and may they come to this bonfire, may they see it glowing and, and blazing and, and may they be drawn to it and take refuge. Uh, in the fire together with us, O oh Allah, and, and eat the, the holy meal uh, that is served uh, in zikrullah, in prayers, in gatherings, O oh Allah, and be transformed and, and, and be completely transformed. Amin, 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 through the secret heart of our peers of Fatiha. Allahumma sayyana Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa sabi wa sallam Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Alhamdulillahirrahmanirrahim Rahmanirrahim Maliki Yomidin Iyaka Nabudu wa Iyaka Nasta'in Iqtina Surat Al-Mustakim Surat Al-Nadina Anamta Alayhim Qairum Maqdubi Alayhim Waladunin Amin May we be grateful for the favors you have bestowed upon us and upon our parents, upon our ancestors. Amen.